hitting record because I watched all of the QAnon stuff. So I know what's going on. I know I know a schema when I see one. Because oh, okay. fighting is easier from outside of the framework the man wants you to be in. Which means it's time for a verbal mm-hmm. tab show that proves. Think about it. Look into it. Look into it. I'm your host, Kevin, with me, of course, Raph Esparza. Raph, are we the hosts? Is that your name? Am I Kevin? Yes. Can you prove any of that? I thought I could, but now you've got me thinking, so now I'm not so sure. Are we who we say we were? Then can you explain to me why the Tyrone Woodley stopped (laughs) fighting last night when he was fighting Jake Paul? Uh, Because he was hoping that the check would cash. Did it? (laughs) Have we heard? That, That is an important moment. If you didn't see it. Rap, how are you? <laughs> I'm I was gonna say I'm fine like I normally would, but I'm not fine. The reason I'm not fine is because yesterday we watched the Paul brother. Don't know which one, don't care. Doesn't matter. Couldn't the same couldn't thing name it if you told same me kid. now. I'd be like, cool. Stacy, got it. Stacy Paul. <laughs> when yeah, I know both- it's a weird name, but guys are named Stacy? Well, when they were both in the ring together, I thought a Lindsay Lohan parent trap situation was going on where there was a mirror and That's they were both presented at the same time. Shrewd of you. Thank That's you. Prudent behavior <laughs> to be worried. Is this a parent trap bullshit? It is. It's got to be. Tell me something here. So the Paul thing fought mm-hmm. Tyron Woodley, which yeah. <laughs> even wow. I'm not trying to be condescending about Tyron Woodley. We had an amazing moment when he became the champ and like dethroned kind of the GSP era, right? Yes. Except then he was miserable and was a boring ass MMA fighter for several years. Even towards the end, it was like, well, that was another fight by Tyron Woodley. <laughs> yeah. Like it was just, it was that demeaning. It was like, well, Tyron's Tyron. You know, he's not going to fight if he doesn't feel it. He wasn't our marquee name no. to come from the sport. It's never great when Dana White is zinging you and I'm laughing pretty hard. <laughs> One of the Paul brothers called him out and he's like, well, I'm in the age bracket. And I laughed pretty, pretty hard at that. It's, like, funny. Oh, that's, good line. it's a good zinger back, Danea. Raph, what the WTF is happening to our sport that I'm watching oh, Tyron no, 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 Woodley? No, 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 no. This is boxing. Don't put this on us. This is not us. Oh. See, you're already crushing it. I should Thank you. I should hire you instead of a couple service for all of our, our <laughs> business needs around the house. <laughs> I like how efficient you are. This doesn't strike me as that feeling of this will show us. Is he ready? But that all said, I was completely underwhelmed by this fight coming into it. I did watch some important things about this fight including round four when he knocks him through the rope why Mm -hmm. does he stop can you explain to me what his motivation is not for like pulverizing the ribs that are just hanging out in front of him after he throws a body hook seconds before that 10 seconds that's how it all started there's a lot to unfold here i'll start where i think it's most pertinent I know we mentioned cashing of checks. 
But you know one person's checks who definitely cashed this weekend? Tyron Woodley. Ariel Hawani. Because that guy was so excited to talk about the fights. Oh, my God. At one point, he was saying that I believe one of them, just imagine which one, doesn't really matter which one, honestly, was reminiscent of a young BJ Penn. And I said, no, no, you did not. There were several times as I was watching that I thought to myself, Kevin, I want my money back. And no, I did not pay for it. And no, I did not illegally stream it. Put that together, kids. They still owe me money. Do you think Ariel's suffering from like when you break up with someone and then you start working out syndrome? Mm, kind of. Like, yeah, he's been very much doing that. I didn't that, have yeah. to promo it when I was at ESPN. I didn't have to work <laughs> for it. Right? We were comfortable. We were in a place where it made sense. Now he's like over to Spotify the ring. He's like, well, now I'll show them. I yeah, can sell anything. This is very much his slut phase right now. And it's like, what? This is me. This is who I always He's been was. training at that fucking gym for six months <laughs> like a tramp. <laughs> just hoping. Kev, this whole thing was batshit. And I want to start with a compliment because I think sometimes it's good criticism to both say a compliment and a negative. The compliment. When the Paul brother had... like a little electronic thing, an LCD on his belt, on his trunks. I said, good for you. That's actually pretty cool. And then the rest of it was, but I do hope you get murdered in there. And unfortunately (laughs) that did not happen. Your question. Why did that not happen? I don't know. Did we select somebody with great boxing prowess? No, no, No. Did we select somebody who was 39 years old? And can I say this right now? The hate on the 39-year-old age demographic. Too high right now. Because some of those comments hurt deep. When I was sitting here, myself, 39, hearing people being like, well, Tyrone's 39, so he's dead. I was like, Jesus, guys, I'm right here. You You don't need to just target it hurts to say it to my face. All of us from 82. <laughs> you know. It's just, you know what I mean? It was a good year. I liked 82. Come on, man. Your thriller was around. Anyway, this has been depressing because now we have to put up with more Paul brother antics. Or do we, Kevin? Breaking news, everybody. Several hours ago before we went on the podcast, there was a tweet from one Paul brother that said, updated status, retired boxer what make you of that kevin once you defeat tyrone woodley you look around and you (laughs) say what else do i have to do here i think the answer is nothing it's time to move on to celebrity jeopardy when it comes on that inevitable spot on colbert Mm -hmm. fallon if he's trying to spruce up to his audience I'm not surprised at all. I'm also of the strict mindset. Is there a fighter on the planet that's not retired until the money's right? Don't. Why would you do that? Why would you spoil the fun? I would retire too with the usage of last night's sports appeal. I would call it quits after that too. And you know why? Everyone fucking hated it. It was garbage. It was worthless. This is not even fun television, and we don't have that much fun television. I'm watching no. a surfing show on ABC. 
There is nothing good about this. No one in either fight camp is interested. I bet it was the worst numbers they've had yet. Mm, and possibly. I would retire after that to show that, hey, I'm on top, but I'm ending on my terms, not because you guys didn't buy the fight. Okay, but one thing that you're maybe overlooking on this is the absurdity that was the scoring and judging criteria. Your meme. Oh, my God. Oh, he, no. he fucked his name up. You do have a so, point. You don't want that judge. <laughs> Can I just point this out? Okay. So when I saw that, my first thought was, why wouldn't somebody just get a new sheet? Like, that's going to be a photo that people are going to look at, especially when it's a controversial score. But the real thought is this, kids. That is a compilation of the scorecards from everybody else that somebody then writes out. But the joke doesn't work that well if you say that. So the joke that we had put was, you know, uh, listen, how are you going to trust the one guy that actually gave the fight to Woodley when he can't even get his name right because he crossed out his name or so it would seem. And the one hashtag I put at the very end of it, Kevin, just so that I knew that when somebody would try to explain how scorecards work as if we haven't been a show for nine years, I said, don't fact check this meme hashtag. And my favorite thing to do is people were trying to very, very nicely educate us on this was read the last hashtag. And when people go, we, but that's not how that works. That's not how any of this works. I didn't, you know that you can't do that. I know that you know. And I was like, right. But you know what you have in common with the person who wrote that? You can't follow fucking directions. Boom. Roasted. <laughs> All of you. Shut the fuck up. I want to tell you this. <sighs> that whole Showtime show was predicated on keeping that Paul brother a box office draw. How is it happening? How have we gotten here, Kevin? I have some theories. Number one, a shitty Dana White who's had a monopoly on the entire industry of combat sports for several years to the point where the Paul brothers can actually make salient points about, you know what? Fighters don't get paid enough, but also I'm making ridiculous money for absurd fucking fights. Fuck y'all. Give me your money. Also, that shit was 60 plus odd dollars. Not paying for that. Two, Showtime wants to be in the fight business. And they've learned that maybe you can't really always go about it with the Bellator way. Bellator, pretty respectable fights. A lot of them coming from the UFC. Understandable. I get that. But for whatever reason, they don't draw these numbers. So the live reports, Kevin, from people like uh, Mark Ramondi and Luke Thomas were that they said the caliber of boxing fans who were in attendance were the youngest fans they have ever seen in combat sports. This brings up two main points in my opinion. Number one, oh shit, are we becoming the old people? Don't answer for me. 39, I know. And number two, is this the future? Is there no turning back now? Is this just the new norm? Because as much as the Paul brother is telling us that he's quote-unquote retired, during that post-presser, he was very clear on saying, no, 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 this is just the beginning. We're just getting started. I've got lots more nonsense to do. Hey, you got a Green Bay Packer who's retired? Give me them too. Me versus Brett Favre. Hey, 
Who's that one guy who showed up in a martial arts movie? Me versus Jean-Claude Van Damme? Let's make that happen. Like, they're going to continue giving these things credence because people are interested in the shit shows. And as odd as all of this is, Showtime is producing it nicely. But if you notice, the thing that makes me really upset is how many people look like they're on the fucking payroll to go, I don't know, man, Paul's looking pretty good out there. It's really, it's his fight to lose. And you think, my God, how? Especially, Kevin, especially when you look at the form he had in that fight. I'm not saying Tyrone didn't do a ton of great things. He really didn't. But what I am saying is, go back and look at the Paul brothers form. Some of those jabs to the body. Holy shit. Terrible, terrible, and yet he has won the fight. So it's just a few things I had to get off my chest. Kevin, where do we go from here? What the fuck is happening now? I'm honestly not sure. I was on board when we started, but now I want to get off. It kind of feels like an acid trip. <laughs> I was. I'm just ready for it to be over. Just really uh, on that side. There's nothing in terms of a tangible fight or entertainment quality that we're getting out of it like we did when it started like when it was him versus nate <laughs> robinson that was kind of fun and then when he kind of strides in against actual mma talent that's kind of fun but now we're just like well where are we here and the fights suck and it gets me back to i don't like boxing I don't enjoy boxing that much. I enjoy boxing when I'm watching it in the Olympics, but I don't enjoy it at all when I'm watching this. I think... At all. I think there are some good boxers, and I think there's still a lot to learn. What was that MTV show? Celebrity boxing match? Uh, celebrity death match is what you're talking about? Well, that was the cartoon one, and it was... Ah, uh, you're talking good. about the boxing version. I am yeah, there, there was the a celebrity boxing. boxing version where Screech and... Danny Bonaducci and et cetera came in and had some nonsense fights. I think that oh might've been Bonaducci. Anyway, this is that this felt like that. This just didn't feel like anything. It was so weird to watch Tyron Woodley, not attack. Like, well, this sucks. Okay. Let me just pose. Luckily this to you. for everyone. Who's like, he threw the fight. It's like, Hey, that's how he spent his last four fights in the UFC. You calm down. There's a history here. <laughs> that guy hasn't been attacking since 2017. Okay, but let me ask you this. So do you think there is a realm where they don't say throw the fight, but they say let the kid see a fifth round? Do you think there is some yes. kind of language yeah, in there? Yes, yes. Okay. Yes, I think that's the beauty of boxing. You can't do it in MMA, mm. but you can do it in boxing. Boxing is so fucking stupid. In its celebrity form, I mean, like it's a beautiful art when people are actually trying to knock each other out, but whatever this is, it's not that. Well, you brought up some notes on Woodley. I'd like to bring up a few more. Number one, this is how you fight when there is disrespect toward your mother. I was not in on this fight at all, except for the fact that I said, all right, Woodley, I hope you make some money. That's fine. But when... Paul's camp started talking shit about his mom. I was like, hold up, hold up. We do not talk shit about Mama Woodley. She is a fucking saint. 
And then he said, I put that on Mama Woodley. And Kev, I got to tell you, there is at one point when they put a camera on Mama Woodley at the end of that fight that she looked around like, do not put my name on that. Mm -mm. You can leave me out of those promos. You can leave me out of every bit of that. Additionally, Woodley said that he was going to hit Paul for the culture, which made me think normalize knocking people out for the culture. That was not happening. Woodley did land a couple really hard blows, but as you mentioned, seemed more predicated on, eh, let's just get this over with. I'm just kind of doing this. I'll probably win. No big deal. Or whatever control or contractual thing that he had in his fucking little writer or fight contract, if you would. <sighs> Kev, the worst part to me is, yeah, of course, this isn't good for Rufus Sport. Sure. Yes, of course. I know that Askren said he'll feel better if Woodley ends up losing as well. Don't care about that. That's really sad, actually, for a number of reasons. <laughs> the thing that's really aggressively angry about this for Woodley is that Woodley afterwards is a champion from the UFC, decorated, one of the hardest sports to win at, who then has to get a tattoo in order to get a rematch that they are dramatically building. And if you think Vince McMahon has been giving you bad storylines the past few years, and yet you're subscribing to this, you're wrong. You are terrible. How dare you? Because when at the very end of all of those dumb back and forths between those two dummies, you see Woodley, a UFC champ, saying, I want my rematch. And you think, why is the UFC guy begging for a rematch in a match where you can't show me footage of Paul doing anything that was of note to Woodley in that fight. And yet that's the storyline that we're supposed to come away with it. And they sold you on a rematch that same night, Kev. It is gross. It is annoying. And you want to know the worst part? Go ahead. It is trending as stronger news than the UFC card that was this week. And you yourself even alluded to as much in conversations with me. Brutal. But let's get into it. Barbosa takes on Chikadze, the next greatest fight of the weekend. Everybody wouldn't <laughs> shut the fuck up about this one. I had to, I was like at the grocery store. Everybody shut up. All right. I got to get home. I know you want to talk about UFC. <laughs> Fight night, the ultimate fighter. I know Raf's got a one minute. Re He's got a whole explanation of tonight in one minute. You're going to love it. Shut up. I have to get home. Stop talking to me about Barbosa's epic fall. Yeah, I think battle's special too. Calm down. It was a madhouse, Raf, to get through the UFC press that no one knows happened this weekend. And... I will say there was a moment where I couldn't tell if the UFC was being forward thinking or just assholes. Why were there no audience members here? Uh, there were some. We're talk we've transitioned. We've gone yeah. from whatever happened the fuck on Showtime on Sunday to the UFC fights on ESPN on Saturday. Why no crowds? Why at the Apex Center? 
with no crowds. Because, you know, Fuck doing you. They, oh, God, <laughs> I hate them. UFC pisses me off so much because they will be completely cognizant of every factor of what's going on. And right now, they know good goddamn well the plague is surging. It's back. COVID yeah. Delta. It's here. Mm. And they thought, what a time to not fuck this up. Why don't we have an in-house venture? My wife casually mentions, oh, are they locked down again? I was like, not publicly, but it sure does look like it, doesn't it? The first yeah. major sport to uncork the audience, to remove the spectacle of tickets that they have been so longing for and so fucking out loud about. They did, Raph. They fucking went back to quarantine. People are wearing masks. You can see it. They're not letting anybody in there. What the fuck? <laughs> I I will tell you what I saw, which is as I looked at the UFC and I saw just a smattering full of people, I just thought, are there any worse group of people that you could be quarantined with other than Paul Felder, your new arch nemesis, Michael Bisping, and Brandon Fitzgerald, Kev? Paul Felder, I'm the only one on the planet that doesn't love him or he has been inside him in the last three months <laughs> of training. That guy, 87 people fought on this card. He knows 86 of them intimately. He was at their kid's christening. There is God parent. There is God brother. It doesn't matter. That guy has a personal attachment with everyone on the UFC card. Flying too, too close to the sun for someone, ironically, who's very, very not prone to that type of environment. It was pretty ridiculous to see him try to explain why the fight was important to somebody. You, know you go, you. no, 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 you guys, you don't understand what this fight means to this person. It's like, you know, you hate him, too, with his bullshit of like, you're right. He does that one upsmanship and like that. Uh, G shucks. Well, when you've worked this hard and this long <laughs> to get here, brother, I'll tell you, you can't imagine what it's like. It's like, I fucking hate you. I hate everything you say, everything you do. And I think he is a triumph of mediocrity in the sport. Wow. See, I, I can't even go that far just because... I think my new number one arch nemesis on the commentary team is still DC. Uh, Felder, I don't even, and the worst part is, is like, normally I don't like uh, Bisping's jabs because they take away from the fights. But even he several times goes, but that's not what's happening in the cage right now. Let's get to talking about what's happening there. And I go, oh my God. He's you know how off topic you have to be for Bisping <laughs> to be like, we got to circle back. It's like, yeah, Paul's talking about some storybook <laughs> childhood thing this person doesn't even know about. He is the worst. It's, it's I, pretty Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm I just... genuinely like, well, no one's more excited than Paul Felder. It's like, yeah, we know. The piece of shit's been excited since the fight started. <laughs> 87 it's... people. He's, he's related to all of them. I just hope that Kevin... People understand why I'm laughing so hard, which is that when you message me and you're like, we need to talk about Felder and I go, okay, I, I don't know that I necessarily have a strong feeling other than wouldn't be my first pick, but okay. 
And you're just sitting there, like, it's just the worst, and just dumb, and just, God, I hate him. And I go, good. Go on. It's like walking into a gas station in the middle of nowhere and having the same conversation <laughs> over and over. Oh, where are you coming from? Where are you headed? Oh, shucks. It's going to cost a little bit more. He's he's <laughs> exceptionally stupid, and they should oh. not reward it. But they do. They do. You know who also should be rewarded? Uh, Gigo was the man. Big <laughs> knockout. Yeah. Edson Barbosa. That was awesome to see. Uh, I forgot it happened in the third round. That's how much my mind was wandering, actually, if we're being honest. Brian Battle ends up winning one of the UFC Ultimate Fighter spots. With as does... with some jiu-jitsu, by the way. Yeah. It was a jiu-jitsu night, weirdly. We'll get to the second part of the jiu-jitsu uh, momentarily, but Ricky Tercios wins the other one, cuts a weird-ass promo. He shouts out Craig Jones. The deviant, as he, he calls him. He was helpful in, yeah, in yep. getting that mm-hmm. submission. Which is the first time Craig has ever been helpful at anything. <laughs> Actually, Craig got a few shout outs. It was, it, I know. It was a good night for Craig. Uh, Daniel Rodriguez, D-Rod, friend of the show, ends up winning on a short notice fight just two weeks ago, getting this call against Kevin Lee. And man, uh, Daniel Rodriguez hits very hard. It is He is a scary man when he really gets focused. Um, so congrats to him. That was a big, big win for him. Kev, in the past year, he has acclimated six wins with one loss. Damn. So the UFC had to put out a statistic that said he is the person with the best win record in the past year. So kudos to him. Uh, meanwhile... Uh, one of the other submissions of the night, uh, Gerald Mershat, or Mershart, if you would, past tense. He uh, picked up a rear naked choke, which was pretty dope. But the real one that like caught my eye was one Pat Sabatini getting a heel hook submission on Jamal Emmers. And here's why. Jamal Emmers was trying to go for a toehold. And, you know... Toeholds are a dangerous thing in MMA. You really got to have a really good toehold if you are going for it. And Pat Zabatini has won a number of his last fights all by submission. Who then, with the legs presented a certain way, looks at the feet placement, looks at Emmers and goes, Oh, I got a heel hook here. I should just do that. And it looks like it's a shootout. And then he just heel hooks him. And then you hear Jamal Emmers scream tap. And uh, you feel pretty bad for him because you think, ah, oh, shit, that's probably going to take some time for recovery. God, I do not envy that. So, yeah, that's a fucking weird one. And I hope you guys go watch that. Elsewhere, friend of the show, Sam Alvey, on the losing side of a decision. It does mm, seem very unfortunate that he would basically have an opponent who lost, I think, two points during the fight. And yet... Alvy still didn't win, so Alvy had one of the most Will Ferrell-esque reactions I think I have ever seen in the UFC, where afterwards they announce it, and he's thinking to himself, all right, well, he lost some points. Can't lose a point, lose a round, and still win the fight, and then all of a sudden they go, and the winner is still not Sam Alvy, and he's like, come on! Like, <laughs> on his face. 
and it was uh it was intense man so yeah it says uh where is it uh truman was twice deducted one point in round three due to repeated eye pokes it's it's kind of impressive if you do the math honestly it really is but yeah i would tell you this obviously some fun things in the ufc some very sad state of the world affairs in the boxing realm yeah. that we, I, I think we're just going to have to deal with it. So Kev, can I repeat my whole thing just real quick on what I think we're supposed to do with MMA stars who want to go ahead and venture that way? Oh yeah. Okay. And the reason I bring it up is this, we've brought it up on one of the last episodes. I'm pretty sure we said it for Ben Askren. I, th- I think it bears repeating, but before I say the idea again, let me preface it by saying this. Tony Ferguson was watching those fights and said, oh, boxing. That seems kind of fun. Who did that? Who's Who small. let him watch that? Yeah. Who was responsible for letting that man get that idea in his head? Terrible. Terrible choice. Let's not do that. Here's why. I think if we are truly going to let people say that they have wins over MMA stars, we need to have a committee of people who decide who we send as our representative. Mm -hmm. Because all these motherfuckers are volunteering themselves and everybody looks and goes, nobody asked you, Dylan Danis. Nobody asked you, other guy with a losing record. Tyron Woodley. (laughs) Nobody is asking you, people with terrible win-loss records. Please, for the love of God, let there be a committee of elder statesmen in the form of MMA who come together and say, how about GSP? How about Adidas, brother? You pick them. Don't even care. Because even when Masvidal (laughs) showed up to defend Mama Woodley's honor, uh, you still get the begged question of like, oh man, why isn't Masvidal in on this? And it's like, who do you think's calling him out? You think that the Disney kid's going to call him out? No. So I'm just saying, I think it would change things and it would give older MMA stars something to do. I think it's like a two birds and one stone sort of a thing. That's my humble suggestion. I think they'll take it. That along with Raph, I've been signed up, you know, inadvertently for a Jello contest, a wrestling of the Jello sort. So like, it's all the same. It's all linked. Yes, yes, absolutely. If only a committee had told you, eh, not the smartest of ideas, but okay. Well, hey, the Ultimate Fighter's back, and so am I. So that'll do it for us tonight here at. Are you good if I wrap this? I want to make sure. All of a sudden, yeah, yeah, did yeah. you have more no. topics? I, no, I mean, honestly, we should get out of here. But just as a preview, kids, we will not have topical episodes. So if something big happens in the community, <sighs> just know that you won't hear current thoughts from us. Oh, yeah. This will be the first one in the series. But you may hear other episodes while Kevin is away for a little bit. Having a, a baby. Time. I'm having a tiny human. We have to take That's care right. of it. We're going to take a little break. Take care of the baby. So don't worry. We'll be back. But because there is no show policy, 
uh, we kind of have to invent one because there hasn't been a child born on this show before. So yeah, the lawyers were very clear about that. <laughs> it was like the lawyer's language. I'm pretty sure was we have to give him time off. <laughs> Do we? Is, mm. Can you get that down to one week? Oh, no. gross. We'll uh, dry. Yeah, I guess so. So we wish Kevin, Vicky, all the best. We look forward to. Oh, do I get the name in? Mm-hmm. You definitely do. Okay, I'll I'll message you off air, but I'm leaning towards a name that I can't pronounce. Perfect. Same. Okay. Well, in the meantime, Kevin, best wishes to you and to everybody listening. We'll be back soon. In the meantime, we'll have some new episodes for you guys to listen to. And uh, if we run out of uh, new episodes, maybe we'll put up some old shit like mixtapes or something. I don't know. I don't really care. At this point, you kids, you stay cool and you keep in touch with us and uh, we'll talk with you guys soon. That'll do it for us tonight. I'm Kevin. Thanks for listening. Good night and good skill to Vicky. Is that what we say? Is that what you're supposed to say? Amen. Good skill. That's it. The number you have dialed has been changed. The new number is... Please note, the new number is...